0: misbided and they would seclude themselves to concentrate on their obligations, their chavis <coughs> to HaKadosh Baruch like you know like the story of Elio with his Talmud, Elisha. Elio was coming to choose a Talmud, and he found this young man named Elisha busy behind the plow in the field. Shneim al says, Shneim osert smodim lefanov Could you imagine that? The had 12 piers of ax in front of him, pulling the plow. It's a shtickle. That's 24 axon. Vuhu moser. And he was in the 12th row. E'kivan shoramaz b'ma'at as soon as Eliyahu gave him a little slight hint, Hevin, Elisha, matzav. He looked at him and told him, he chapped the and he said, let me go and kiss my father, And my mother, goodbye. And I will then come after you. And it says, He went after Elio and he served him. And when Elisha saw Elio calling him to come over here, He dropped everything to become his Talmud. He stopped plowing in the middle of the field. And he ran to the Navi. Just ran home to say goodbye, to kiss his parents. And then from then on, they remained in solitude together. And they both became even greater... Now that's a model of going into seclusion. If a person a person has unique circumstances, is considered a wise man. The finder, founder of the Nevardic movement, Rabbi Yosef Yazil Horowitz, was a family man and the leader of a great yeshiva. But he had a little hut outside of the town, in the woods, which no one knew about except for one person. He used to go there on occasion, and spend a few days at a time there. In that way, he was misbeided all by himself. It is well known that the balshemtiv would go into the woods on occasion, and remain there for a long time. This is the practice of the Kayyengal. Every year for seven days before Yom Kippur, he left his family, and he was misbated in the Beis hamigdash. No, for seven days he remained in a private room, have to know that solitude is a very important thing. Now, it's even possible to achieve some degree of solitude even when you're within a crowd. And that is by training yourself to ignore them. My Zayda trained himself that when he was in the street with people around him, He was in complete solitude. He imagined he was all alone with Hashem. And I would go call, I would see him, and I would call out to him. He didn't hear me. He didn't see me. Garnished. Till he came to the end of the block and he had to cross the street. He would raise his head, and then he would hear me. And. You have to train yourself. You go on the subway, you go on a bus, you go places. Even when it's not so physically possible, within your mind, you have to train yourself to be alone with Hashem. You can't choose to make solitude if you have obligations to a family, of course. But many people have times of the day. As Adi used to say, let's say a person has a simcha and he's able to avoid going. It's his wife's cousin. Nothing to do with him. So he can avoid going. A man shouldn't waste such an opportunity. You know, he's being granted a gift, and Shabbos is also a time for solitude. And the free hours in Shabbos should not be spent just eating and sleeping. You should utilize this opportunity to think about himself and to clarify the benefits. That this world affords him. He should think about how Hashem created the world and what Hashem is doing is chesed. You should think about how Hashem has helped him all his life. And Shabbos is a form of separation. Same is true of Yom Tov. The same is true nighttime let's say a person wakes up in the middle of the night and he finds it hard to go to sleep so instead of just turning and tossing him in bed for nothing you should think wow what an opportunity I have to lie in his bed all alone nobody knows that I'm together with Hashem in my solitude even if it's only for one minute to be with Hashem you clarify something about your relationship with Hashem and what Hashem does for you and it will be sure afterwards you'll fall back to sleep. So many different aspects that a person could thank Hashem The person was able to get married. I know many people who before they were married, I doubted if they would ever get married. And many people doubted if they would ever get married. They had what, what appeared to be many strikes against them. And the guy gets married and he thinks he was married since he was five years old. He never again thanks Hashem even though he was totally crazy even though he had, he came from a terrible background. I know people who came from questionable states of Mamzeris. pagumim, all kind of backgrounds, and Hashem gave him nice families to get married to. That guy should sit fifteen years later, and then he was able to support himself. You know what that is? You're a nut. You shouldn't have gotten married. Why, would you, why, would you, why should you get married? You should have been one of those guys walking around the schools at 45 years old with three overcoats because you have nowhere else to hang your coats except on your back with a matted beard looking like you're a part of this world and you're functioning. You have a house to go to. It's a major bracha. Major brach. A person's laying there. You should thank Hashem how healthy he is, how well he is. He's not an invalid. There's so many worthwhile things that a person could think about in his solitude with Hashem. He could think about Yitzias Mitzrayim. He could think about Matan Torah. He can think about great events of history. A person should value Ezra Aaron. The great opportunities of solitude. Instead of looking for all kind of crazy diversions to get involved with. Then he says an interesting story about a chassid, one of the tzaddikim, in Prussia. <clears throat> he says he came into a country, a certain place, to teach Ye'eshver, its inhabitants, about a Hashem. How to serve Hashem. But in, instead of teaching, he learned something. You know why? Because he came into this place, and he found everybody was wearing the same color clothing. They were all wearing the same accessories. And he saw that their graves were near the doors of their homes. The Laira B'nai'em Isha. He couldn't find a woman among this place, Ezra Now I know you weren't in that place. <laughs> and he asked him about this. <laughs> and they told him, that which we all wear the same clothing is shaloyi yinikar banu We should not be able to tell who's a poor man and who's a rich man. And that the wealthy man will not come to be arrogant and glorify himself in his wealth. And that the ani should be prevented from being ashamed of himself because of his poverty. So they all dressed the same. Is In this manner, a person will realize that his situation on earth is like his situation in the grave under the earth. In the grave, everybody dresses the same. In the grave is no such thing as one looking wealthier. One being more arrogant, and one less arrogant. We want to be, when we walk around the earth on top of the grave, we should be in the same position. In the middle of the story, he takes a pause, and he gets a little sidetracked. We'll see that tomorrow,